Where's where are we calling this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, welcome to Bros of Murder. This episode is Alexander at the River Chase Galleria. You're, uh, you're already like seen as a threat just by virtue of the dad or the the dad was soccer. not the cops. God forbid a group of black people have guns. I'll take a lot of blame off the police by framing it as J.C. Penny, putting him between the gunshots. Brad Spahn. The good as possible. Yeah. And it starts from like a top. Come, come see Santa, kids. Yeah. <laughs> On administrative leave, of course. Uh, pinning the investigators gathered outside the city hall. Again, calling for, you know, the main homies. Turkey. And it's some turkey. green bean casserole. Better than a white claw. White culture are like too, like a lot more sorcery, and they make me burp way too much. Mm. I and get drunk like pretty fast. Ooh, I fucking really? truly. Yeah, well, I don't know it what it is about. For it. Me. I think I don't think we, me and you, ever recorded an episode by ourselves. Mm -mm. Mm. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> First time. Well, welcome back to Bros and Murder. Where is, what are we calling this? Ah. Ah, uh, the slaying of Emantic Fitzgerald Bradford Jr. Oh, no, I meant just me and you recording. Usually I oh, name oops. it when I'm just with somebody else. You ever watched the Amanda show as a kid? Yes. Remember the girls' room? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had to add it. <laughs> well, welcome to the girls' room. <laughs> I used to love that skit. I like eggs. <laughs> the black girl was like, I got an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, welcome to Bros of Murder. This episode is just me and Kelly. We're keeping it fresh. Everyone else is down bad, which is okay. Life happens. <laughs> so now in this episode, we are revisiting a case that happened where we covered it couple years ago but we're coming up on the anniversary so i figured it'd be good to get this name back out there so just a soft intro us on a night of thanksgiving november uh, 22nd 2018 i'm gonna fuck up his name again how you say it kelly Emantic fitzgerald bradford jr Emantic fitzgerald bradford jr an african-american man was shot three times by hoover police officer david alexander at the river chase galleria shopping center this started a whole bunch of controversy for very good reasons and it left people asking was racial profiling to blame in his death uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's gonna be very apparent that uh, it might have been so spoiler Kelly, alert yeah right. <laughs> spoiler alert. um so on the yeah, as you said, on the night of Thanksgiving Day 2018, 20-year-old 20 Aaron Brown opened fire in the River Chase Galleria in Hoover, Alabama. He shot and killed 18-year-old Brian Wilson and injured bystander, a 12-year-old named Molly Davis. So, Amantic was a young 21-year-old man who was caught within the shooting in caught in the mall at the time of the shooting and he had been in the military and due to his service carried a handgun he had a concealed carry permit but also in alabama you are allowed to open carry so you don't have to have any kind of training or anything just to have a, yeah. a gun on you as long as it's visible which just seems very sketchy to begin with because why mm. would you I, I don't i don't get open carry laws because it just uh, seems like you're Virginia. asking I just feel like you're asking for something to happen. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, it's... Uh, I think any if you're going to carry a weapon in public, you need to know how the fuck to use it properly. Yes. So... I, 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 I feel like when it comes to uh, obtaining your gun license, there should be like a mandatory gun safety course you have to take. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are dumb. (laughs) Yeah, so for the simple fact that the shooter had been a black man, police mistook Bradford as the gunman, shooting him three times and killing him. Um, It was said he was shot once and it went through his head, one was in his neck, and then the other was through his abdomen. The irony of this is, like, we always hear these strong arguments that the right make for maintaining the Second Amendment, and the most popular one is good guy with a gun. But, like, how realistic is that? I'm not necessarily advocating to completely rid people of firearms, but it does appear that that argument only applies to white people. Because, Mm. and we've said this before, why is it that white mass shooters always end up in custody, but innocent black people are dead because they thought that they were a threat? Yeah, they're, uh, you're already like seen as a threat just by virtue of being black mm-hmm. and a male. So you're going to get treated with more aggression and not like... I, I watch this YouTube channel called Audit to Audit, mm-hmm. where they go over like a lot of police encounters and police stops. And more often than not, you see cops as being extremely aggressive off the jump towards black people, like men and women. Well, and somewhat not non sequitur, but you saw, did you see that video recently? There was that, uh, it was a white man who called the police because he was essentially stalking this girl and her father threatened him because he was stalking his daughter. And so he called the cops and the cops are like, what do you want us to do about it? Like, essentially, like they were like they were talking him through it, and they're like they like they're clearly understanding the what's happening. Or the the dad was stalker. not there. The the cops okay, were okay. talking to the stalker. Got oh Sorry. nicely. Yeah, they were very nice. Like they were very professional with him, like patient like, with him. He is literally stalking this woman, and you guys shoot people as a threat when you're pulling them over for a fucking traffic stop. No, is this like, like someone she knew? Or, like, it's a random... Yeah, I think they knew each other. Like, either they were co-workers or, like, they oh, God. somehow... I don't, I don't remember exactly what their relationship was, but, like, he was very interested in her. She was not interested in all. He wanted to, like, play her some song, and she said no, and he kept following her and was like, well, make your decision after you hear the song. And it's like, she said no, dude. She doesn't care. She doesn't want to hear your fucking song. <laughs> what the fuck? That's some unhinged ass behavior. Listen to uh-huh. my song and then maybe it'll change your mind about how much you love me. <laughs> yeah, especially after you've been like like harassing me or what have you. Anyway. Well, thank God the police gave him a stern talking to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so Bradford was the good guy with the gun and it got him killed. And that also, like, not to mention the complete sordid fucking history of the NRA promoting gun control in the 70s when the Black Panthers would arm themselves to to protect themselves from cops. God forbid a group of black people have guns out in the open at that. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. God forbid people defend themselves instead of just laying down and letting you fucking kill them. (laughs) So you you touched on a lot of the... You know, good information, but we're going to break it down even more. Mm -hmm. So, an altercation involving four people occurred at the mall on the second level the day of Thanksgiving, around, uh, it was at 9.54 p.m. So, now, according to reports, one of the men initially identified as Bradford, but was 
we now know it wasn't him, it was a man named Aaron Brown, drew a weapon at the 18-year-old Brian Wilson, and that's why he shot him twice before fleeing the scene. Like you said, a 12-year-old bystander was also hit with a stray bullet, and within five seconds of Wilson being shot, two Hoover Police Department officers approached Bradford, who was, like you said, armed legally. Now, Bradford was uh, running with the gun, well, they said that Bradford was running with the gun in his hand when one of the officers opened fire from behind and killed him. Bradford's movements in these critical seconds, they say, were later revealed to be a little more complicated. And I say that because that's how this one article I read tried to, they tried to take a lot of blame off the police by framing it as the police were scared. And it's like, sir, it's your job to make these critical decisions in like the heat of you know the moment like you're trained to work under stress like mm -hmm. <laughs> you shouldn't be accidentally killing people because you're scared well yeah and civilians shouldn't have to be more attuned to escalating and and making sure you are comfortable than you like when it's your fucking job you're getting paid to yeah. do that like you should I, you, I, i'm stressing you out you stress me to fuck out like well now we both stressed out <laughs> Yeah, I'm just living my life. This is your fucking job. You should know how to do it better. <laughs> and I gotta fucking hold your hand through this shit. Exactly. So now, EJ Bradford initially, well, it says that he did, he initially ran in the opposite direction away from the JCPenney, putting him between the gunshots. Bradford drew his weapon, chambered it around as close to his grip. Bradford then returned to JCPenney's and, you know, drew his weapon again. Now, Brian Wilson was injured and taken to a hospital while the other child was taken to a separate hospital. He had a gunshot wound in his torso and the 12 year old, like you said, had the bullet near, her. it was lost actually near her spine too. Oh yes, yeah. yeah uh, her ribs were also fractured with the initial shot, but her spine was unharmed. A uh, 70 God. year old, oh my, that, yeah, a 12 year old like, that, that spine. That amount of luck, well not luck, cause it's not really lucky to get shot, but like, but to get you, that close, Worse then could have you're happened. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse than that. So now a 70 year woman was also injured when she fell while fleeing. And I do love how they added that little, like someone else did get hurt. <laughs> she fell. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, she has suffered multiple pelvic fractures and internal bleeding from. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, she fell, but she yeah, got pretty She got trampled. Up. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> she. they could have opened it up with, she was trampled. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and also, I just feel like older people are a little more fragile anyway. Yeah. And uh, she had to get airlifted to a different hospital herself. The investigation came down to really all the different video evidence that was turned in because the, the, the cops there, they were trying to cover their ass from the get-go. Of course. Like, <laughs> Time now for your latest weather forecast. So there's uh, three different agencies involved who uh, went over the different recordings and videos. Uh, during the investigation into the shooting, an additional gun was also found by uh, the Santa's village. Hmm. And this is when doubt kind of really grew around Bradford being the initial shooter. And in a press conference, Captain uh, Rector of the Hoover Police Department stated that the initial shooter who needed to be determined by the investigation into the shooting is still out there. Uh, the captain rector also stated that they believe that the initial altercation may have may have more people involved than originally suspected and clarified that a separate investigation would go underway to determine the shooter. Well, and one thing I found really interesting about all of that is like, well, in a manner of speaking, but like he was helping people. Like yes. he was, he had it out to defend people. And then the other thing was like that I saw that like the station 
uh, office, sheriff's office, whatever, released like three different um, statements regarding the shooting. So essentially, her ass, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time they were like, like you said, they thought he was a suspect. They said that he, or they told him to. Um, Drop the gun. Mm. That turned out to not be true. The cop admitted that, that that was not true. He did not tell him to drop his gun or alert him before shooting him because it happened so quickly. Um, and then the second statement, they were like, oh, he brandished a gun. So we saw him as a threat. That was also not fucking true. Like, it had, it took them multiple revisions for them to actually be like, he was caught in, like, the gun fall, like, like, yeah, or like whatever. We, like, he could have just said that he got, like, as... It's gonna come out. Wait, they're gonna try like, the and make gonna themselves look as good as possible. Yeah, and, and it starts from like a top down too, because like you, you, like if you can go through three revisions of what happened in this incident, you're not the only one looking over that. Like mm-hmm. it's not just those two writing these reports up. So a suspect in the initial shooting, Aaron Brown, was arrested by U.S. Marshals at a relative's home in a far, far Brown burn. Georgia, Farburn, Farburn, Georgia. Whatever okay. that is. I trust yeah. you. Uh, a few days later, he was charged with attempted murder of Wilson. Now, on February 5th, 2019, the Office of Attorney Generals in Alabama released a report of its review of the evidence, and it determined that David Alexander, Officer 1, as he was referred to in the reports, identified E.J. Bradford as an immediate deadly threat to innocent civilians and thus shot Bradford to eliminate the threat and therefore that he did not commit a crime under Alabama law when he shot and killed E.J. Bradford. And thus, the Alabama Rules of Professional Conduct uh, preclude presentations of this case to the grand jury. The report was strongly criticized by everyone. (laughs) Well, the thing I want to add too with that um, is that like because so the thing that covers him is like reasonable uh like you can reasonably suspicion. assume that yes yeah, suspicion yeah. of like threats and like that it's so broad mm-hmm. that it's just like but anything you can justify a lot of shit and just say well I had a reasonable I thought it was a threat you know yeah so like the thing I, I the the comment I wanted to make essentially was just that like I don't think that they should be allowed to use that because at the end of the day like civilians should not be more expendable than the cops i don't know Mm -hmm. if that sounds shitty or not but like you chose that you chose to get paid to put your life in danger it should be on if it's like if you don't know pull back like and it sucks like i'm not saying i want all these people to like let themselves be killed in the line of duty but like there should be real consequences to killing people who are completely innocent you shouldn't just be like oh well they had a reason like yeah reasonable like the, mar- the margin of error is someone's life yeah and it's <laughs> and the amount of lives that have been killed based on fucking bullshit just on a like perception on a whim. yeah yeah so like i mean that's a huge fucking margin of error there's and no real yeah obviously there's no real accountability for it now if there were if we did live in a world where people could get we like i forget what one, there's one petition going on a couple of years ago, uh, trying to make it so where civilians can sue police officers like civilly mm-hmm. for their fuck ups, because there's no real repercussions for anything. Like they can just get a slap on the wrist and yeah. be fine well, ruining your life. That I wanted to clarify when I said that um, there's no or like they don't get prosecuted. So like even if they're found doing something wrong, half the time it's not gonna go to trial, and mm-hmm. if it does go to trial the majority of them like 
aren't found guilty or if they are found guilty, they don't even spend like a significant that much. amount of time yeah they don't, behind bars. They don't spend most of them don't spend any time behind bars. They're yeah. not incarcerated. And the ones so, who like, do is like comparatively to like a normal civilian who would commit that crime, way less. <laughs> Well, yeah, and the thing, so the thing is, the statistics that I saw were that 36% of officers who get charged with something, like, that, like, it's not covered under reasonable doubt that they did something wrong, Mm. only 36% of them get found guilty. Oh, wow. Of that 36%, or 33%, only 36 actually, like, get sentenced. The bar is so low, it's in hell. So, like, yeah, like... (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. So now, after all, like, the dust settled, the mall did eventually reopen the day after the shooting, and the two officers who were in... Fucking wild. Yeah. (laughs) I I wouldn't want to go back to that mall. You know, I worked there, too? No, I'm taking a day. Well, yeah, like, oh, someone died in this very spot, like, 12 hours ago? Fucking rad. (laughs) Come come see Santa, kids. Yeah. (laughs) She's caring. uh, It's Georgia. I mean, Alabama. Yeah. Well, that's where they found the gun, remember? In the, like, Santa area? It was Santa. It was his gun. So, no, the two officers were involved in the shooting. <laughs> the real here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's classic. <laughs> <laughs> he just... Ho, ho, ho. He just has a Glock. <laughs> He's delivering packages. <laughs> He's in an open carry state. You gotta be packing. So, now the two officers packing. were involved in this shoot. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. (laughs) (laughs) So then the two officers who were involved in the shooting were placed on administrative leave, of course, uh, pending the investigation. So now when it was reported that the 21-year-old victim was not the perpetrator, the family of the victim raised demands that, you know, the mayor and the police chief step down because you're shit at your job. Uh, protests were organized by different activist groups, mainly the Birmingham, Birmingham activist group called the Justice League, which, badass name, great branding. Don't know if DC is going to come for you legally. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, <laughs> sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> Might see a couple of Cape Crusaders involved. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, uh, the protests were called to boycott the mall. Uh, on November 26, 2018, a protest gathered outside the city hall, again calling for, you know, the mayor and police chief to step down and the release of the body cam footage. Which, that's another thing that I keep seeing over and over and over again, is that, oh, there's no body cam footage, we didn't turn the cameras on, then, like, what the fuck are our tax dollars paying for? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how fucking convenient that you're not using this tool to keep you accountable. Well, I was watching this one audit audit video where this woman was, uh, she had sickle cell, she was sitting on her own property, and his cops assumed that she was trespassing, so they dragged her out of her car, handcuffed her and threw her on the ground. Jesus Christ. She starts having a fit, like starts vomiting because she's anxious, and uh, asked for the sheriff, the, the sergeant, Sergeant comes out, uh, uncuffs her, and they go over to conspiracizing. Like, all right, we got to charge her with something so we don't get in trouble. We got to cover our asses. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, you know, she lawyered up and she only, she, she asked for the police, uh, the body cam footage the day after, and they wouldn't give it to her until she got her lawyers involved. And it's like, bitch, if someone requests you that shit, <laughs> you should be able to just give it. Like, why are you hiding it? What's, what's on there? Yeah, it's just caught. wild <laughs> to me that, like, 
the fact that they get away with so much and it's just so like it's not even like little stuff it's so fucking egregious like the there's a one where they were arresting that woman for no reason and like they pulled her out of the shower it wouldn't let her cover herself. It just made her stand what? there naked. Yeah, it was it was like years ago, but it was some something where like they got the wrong person and they pulled her out of the shower because they like went into her house. It wouldn't let her get dressed. That's, that's despicable. But yeah, so protests were going like happened throughout the city between uh, November 29th and up until December 3rd. There was actually <laughs> a uh, Christmas tree lighting that got postponed because there were threats to take the tree down. Which, oh no, your Christmas tree was threatened by, quote-unquote, Black Lives Matter. God forbid. God forbid, right? Someone died. God forbid. So, this all kind of came to a head when the family in 2020 uh, filed a federal lawsuit against the officer who shot uh, EJ. Uh, His name was, uh, I forget what the officer was it. David Alexander. Yeah. Yeah, so they filed charges against David Alexander, like, civilly. And right now that case is still going on. So we have no clear answer. Uh, hopefully at some point in the future, the case will be wrapped up and they win. But I, I don't know. Yeah, but like, Cops be getting how off. much can you really win anyway yeah. when like your family member is dead? Yeah, like he ain't, he, and like even if you win, is it really a win? Cause he's not going to prison. Like he might have to pay you a handsome sum, but. Yeah, you know. it's just, it's insane. There, there should be no qualified bars. immunity. It's bullshit. Yeah. So. That was the episode. A little short, cute mini one, but I felt like, you know, it's Thanksgiving time, so we should be revisiting revisiting this case and remembering why we say, fuck the police. Hey, cab. <laughs> and that means your daddy, too. So, <laughs> so yeah, stay off the music. Uh, wherever you're listening to us, leave us a review or a like or subscribe and enjoy your holidays. It should be coming out around Thanksgiving. Kiss from the some two homies. And some, some green bean casserole. Don't get me started. Get that I'm shit kidding. out of my no, face. I, I don't like it either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck it is. I don't want it. I'm eating yams and yams only. With the marshmallows and the bourbon. Stop. Uh, Heaven. Heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so kisses from the homies. Mm-hmm. Solid one. You did that. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.